Okay, we're on. All right. Uh, we're at the very bottom of the bet. I'm an Aleph. And the last thing we talked about was we had this Brayta that Rabbi Huda told us that the only time that you have this setup where you can have the early, uh, the early reading of the Megillah is when Hashanim Ketiknav Yisrael Shurin al But nowadays, since everyone pays attention to uh, Purim for knowing when Pesach is, so we don't do that. So the Gemara says, Rav Ashi Kashele de Rabbi Huda de Rabbi Huda. So Rav Ashi had a difficulty between two different statements of Rabbi Yehuda. Rashi at the very bottom of the uh, of the Amud on the left side says which Rabbi Yehuda's the Habraita de la El, the first Rabbi Yehuda of the Brayta we just talked about, and also Ad Rabbi Yehuda de Matanit and Kimifarish Azel. There's also another Rabbi Yehuda in the Mishnah which we're going to quote on Amud Bet. Okay, so he had the following contradiction, and it's going to tell us the answer before he tells us the question. And he established the Brayta, I mean what we just read, as being not the opinion of Rav Yehuda himself, but rather the opinion of, <coughs> of Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda, Rabbi Yossi the son of Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? So here's the question he asked. Rabbi Yehuda really say that nowadays, since we look towards Purim, that we only read it on time, meaning on the 14th or the 15th, or a mini, it is a contradiction. Um, and we have this Mishnah. Am Rabbi Yehuda Matai. Rabbi Yehuda said, from when is, when is this true? Makom This is only true that we, that we move up the reading of the Megillah for places where they actually go into the cities on Mondays and Thursdays. The places where they don't go into Mondays and Thursdays, they only read it on time. Now, the Gemara analyzes and says, and this is Rav Ashi analyzing, But what we see is, and the place where they do go in on Mondays and Thursdays into the town, nonetheless, they, we do read it. Even nowadays. So that's exactly, it's completely contradictory to what Rabbi just says in the Brayta, where that nowadays, essentially, we don't do this anymore. So he says, So he established the Brayta as being Rabbi Yosi Bar Yehuda, not Rabbi Yehuda himself. The Gemara says, "Mishum dekashele Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda mukim la labrayta Rabbi Bar Yehuda." Like, is that legitimate? Just because he had a difficulty between two of two statements of Rabbi Yehuda, he could establish the bright as Rabbi Yosi Bar Yehuda. Like, who, who said you can do that? You can't just like pull that out of your hat. Like, where did that come from? He's like, oh, "I'll just say it's Rabbi Yosi Bar Yehuda." Like, do you have any evidence for that whatsoever? So Gemara says, no. "Rabbi Ashi shmiyale deika detani la Rabbi Yehuda, fiika detani la Rabbi Yosi Bar Yehuda." Rav Ashi had actually heard two different versions of that Brayta. He heard some who taught it in the name of Rabbi Yehuda, and some who taught it in the name of Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda. Because of the fact that he had this difficulty of the two opinions of Rabbi Yehuda, then Amar, he said, So it must be that the one who said that that Brayta was talking about the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, it was Lavdafka, meaning he didn't really mean it. It wasn't Rabbi Yehuda per se. It was Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda. And the one so there was Rabbi Yosef Bar Yehuda. That was Dafka. He really meant it. That was exactly what he, how it works out. Okay, so that's Rabbi Ashi explaining those two things. That's a myth that I think we'll see later on on Daf. Yeah, and Daf Heim and Aleph. That's where we'll see that Mishnah. So we'll get there relatively soon. Okay, and we're at the two das. The Gemara focuses now on the next half of the Mishnah, which says Krachim Mukafim Chama Mimot Yeshua Benin Korin Bechamisha Asar Bechule. The Gemara asks Mina Hani Mili. From where do we know that this is the case? So Amar Rava, the Amar Kra, Rava says, because the Pasuk says in the Megillah of Esther in Parak 10, Al-Kain ha-Yehudim ha-Prazim ha-Yoshvim be-Arei ha-Prazot ve-Gomer. Therefore the Jews 
who are prazim, who are like spread out, who, who live in these spread out cities, I mean the unwalled cities, um, they'll read the Megillah on the 14th. That's what it's telling us. Now, the Mishnah told us that if you live in a walled city, if you have Yoshua Binyan, you read in the 15th. And if you, read, if you live in an unwalled city, then you read in the 14th. Okay, so that's the idea. So Gemara says, Midiprazim ba'arba asar, Mukafin ba'chamisha asar. And since we know that the Prazim read on the 14th, so it must be that the Mukafim, the, the walled cities, read on the 15th. Okay, the Gemara says, well, how do you know that? That doesn't seem to be the only option. The Gemara is going to ask about different possible options now. For Eman, I'll say, Prazim bar Ba'asar. So maybe it's that the Prazim read on the 14th. Mukafim klal klal And maybe the surrounding cities, the walled cities, don't read at all. Meaning, how do you know from the, from the, from the Megillah itself that the Mukafim read on the next day? It doesn't say that. It just says that the, that the unwalled cities read on the 14th. And it says, uh, so the Gemara says, what are you talking about? Vlad Yisrael Ninu? What, but they're not Jews? But just because they live in a walled city, they're not, of course they have to read the Megillah. Furthermore, it says from Hodu to Kush, meaning that everyone observes this holiday. It doesn't, it's not just, you know, the people in particular cities. It's throughout the lands. That's what the Jews were doing. Okay, so Gemara sort of re, uh, reassesses. It says, prazim mukafim This is good for our uh, teens numbers, if you don't know your teens numbers in Aramaic, so here you are. So, if, uh, so, let, let's, so let's say that the unwalled city is read on the 14th, and the walled city is read on the 14th and the 15th. Um, one second. Kirich Tiva, the Pazuk says, Lihiyot osim at yom arba'a asar l'chodesh adar, ve'et yom chamisha asar bo bekol shanaz. The Pazuk says, as they make this day on the 14th, and also the 15th day, every single year. So that sounds reasonable. So maybe that's this, maybe that's what the halacha should be. Gemara says no. Ihava katav et yom arba asar v'chamisha asar. If it had written the fourteenth and the fifteenth, kedekamrit, it would be as you said. But hash the dichtiv. Now that it's written et yom arba asar v'et yom chamisha asar, meaning it says it splits the days up. It doesn't say fourteenth v'chamisha asar. It says yom arba asar v'et yom chamisha asar. Ata et comes along the word et, upasik, and interrupts, and tells us, no, no, one's on the 14th, and one's on the 15th, meaning again, hani ba'abasar, v'hani ba'chamishasar. These read on the 14th, and these read on the 15th. Okay, so that seems reasonable. The Gemara says, but ve'emal, I'll say, prazim ba'arbeasar, maybe the unwalled cities read on the 14th, mukafim, the walled cities, iba'u ba'arbeasar, iba'u ba'chamishasar. If they want to, they can read on the 14th. If they want to, they can read on the 15th. Maybe they have two options. No. Amar kra, bizmanehem. Then Pazuk says, bizmanehem in their times. And this we actually saw yesterday. Zmano shalzeh, lo zmano shalzeh. They each have their own times. This one's time is not that one's time. Okay, so if this one's on the 14th, the other one has to be on the 15th. Can they not learn out the drasha if they learn the other thing from the words? No, no, so we, um, no, so we, if you go, if you go back, you'll see that we, that's available, that we, we use that. Okay. That we use it for that. Okay. The Gemara says, Ve'ema betleisar. So maybe I'll say that we should read, they should, that I think this means the unwalled cities should read on the 13th. Uh, excuse me. No, the walled cities should be on the 13th. Rashi actually has a gear, Ve'ema mukafim b'shoshasar. Um, and Rashi just points out here, it's a little further up, the Rashi says, Ve'ema mukafim b'shoshasa, ukra dikhti b'chamisha asar, l'shushan hutekaba, k'dero shastu b'chamisha asar b'shana v'shana. So maybe, maybe it's saying this like this, that the 15th is really for only for Shushan, and the other walled cities should read on the 13th. Kamar answers, ki Shushan. No, it should be like, 
Okay, I mean, there's no indication that there's any distinction between the two, so you assume that they should, all walls, so they should be just like Shushan. Okay, so we found, actually, the idea of Asiyah, of doing. And Rashi points out that doing means to observe the day, meaning through having Mishteh, Yom Tov, having Aka Suda. That's the, the part of the, of the day. That's what we're supposed to do on the 14th or the 15th, depending on the type of city you live in. But Zichirah Minalan, from where do we know that you do Zichirah, meaning mentioning which means mentioning the miracle, which is Rashi points out Kriyat Hamigila. From when we know that is on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. So Amar Kra, as the pasuk says, Vehayamim Haela Nizkarim Vinaasim. These days are mentioned and performed. Are they, are they asking why do we even read Megillah in the first place? Not why. It's from where do we know? Where do we know? It's clear that we do it. The question is from where do we know the specifics of when we do it? Okay. Um, meaning. It, is, it seems pretty obvious from the Megillah that there was such a thing to like celebrate the day and to mention all these things and to reread it and sort of like, you know, to say all these things about it. So what would be the Asiyah? The is like the Mishteh, like the Su'uda and things like that. Okay? So he's saying here, Nizkarim v'nasim, itkish zichiral Asiyah, it juxtaposes on the Pasuk, the mentioning, which is the Megillah, to the Asiyah, to the other observances. Um, and therefore, just as the Asiyah is going to be on the 14th for unwalled, 15th for walled cities, so to the um, Kriyat Megillah will be in the 14th and 15th. Okay. The Gemara now says, Matnitin The Mishnah is actually not in accordance with the following Tana. The Tanya is we learned in the Brayto or to Sefta. Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha Omer Krachim Mukafim Choma Mimot Achash Verosh. It's a key word. Karim Bechamisha Asar. So Rabbi Yeshua ben Karcha says, um, and somebody asked this yesterday. I forget who asked it. Um, that uh, he says that walls this in the time of Achashverosh, I think Jeremy Shipp asked, uh, the time of Achashverosh reading on the 15th. I mean, why do we do it based on the, on the, on the time of Yeshua ben Nun? It should be from Achashverosh, the time of Purim story, and that's in fact what Rabbi Shua ben Karcha says. When it says, my time with Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, what's the reason for Rabbi Shua ben Karcha? Ki Shushan, it should be like Shushan. Ma Shushan mukevet chomam imot achashverosh v'karim b'chamisha asar. Af kol shum mukevet chomam imot achashverosh v'karim b'chamisha asar. So just as Shushan was surrounded by walls in the time of achashverosh, and we read in the 15th, so to all those walled cities, it should be just like Shushan. Shushan should be the model city for all those walled cities. V'tana didan, but our Tana, who says this from the time of Yeshua ben Nun, my time, what's his reasoning? Yaliv prazi prazi. He has a Xerashav that he derives using the word prazi, uh, like uh, uh, open. Tiv hacha alkein hayehudim haprazim. It says in the Megillah, Yehudim haprazim. Uktiv hatam, it says, uh, there in Dvarim, levad me'arei haprazi harbei me'od. It's happened in very, uh, many, many open cities. And that's in the time of the entering into Eretz Canaan, which is the time of Yoshua. Ma lehalan mukavet chomam imot Yoshua binun. So there also, just like over there, the, the issue is surrounded by walled cities in time of Yoshua binun. That's in the Chumash's time. So Afkan here too, the hint from the word prazim is mukavet chomam imot Yoshua binun. Okay, so that's how we learned. We have observed Prazim literally, I think, means open. That's the, the idea is that the comparison there is prazim versus uh, walled cities. Let's say they exerted exactly. Okay? Now, it makes sense that they show Rabbi Shubh Karcha wouldn't say like Eretana to let like Prazi Prazi. He doesn't have the Xerashava Prazi Prazi. Rashi points out, you know, the Xerashavas have to be something that you have passed down from your Rebbe. 
And so if he didn't have such a thing, he doesn't, he can't, you can't just make it up. So he has to look elsewhere, and therefore he, uh, he says, time of Achashverosh makes more sense. And Latana didan, my time of Rabbi Shubin Korcha. But why doesn't our Tana follow Rabbi Shubin Korcha? What do you mean, my Taima? My Taima? That's the reason. We just told you. Because he has like Zereshava, Prezi, Prezi. That's like a stupid question. Mark says, so, how's he coming? That's what he meant to say. Ela Shushan de Abed Kaman. So, rather, the question is that Shushan, what should Shushan follow? Loke Prezim, Veloke Mukafim. So, maybe it, would be, it shouldn't be like the open cities or, or like the walled cities. Because it's not, oh, it's not an open city because it's walled. In the in in story, it's walled, but it also wasn't walls in the time of Yeshua Binun. Right? So, Amarava, Varmila Kedi. So, Rabba says, or some say Kedi. Kedi means like an unnamed source says, Shani Shushan. It's sort of like a, a, a quasi obvious answer, but it has to be said. Shushan is different. Since the miracle occurred in Shushan, so what are you going to do? Of course, Shushan has to be different. So, Kumar says, Bishlamala Tana Didan, I understand according to our Tana, Haini Dichtiv, Midina, Umidina, Veir, Veir. There's this distinction that in the Megillah where it says, uh, like province and province, like every single province and every single city. So what, those distinctions seem to make uh, seem to matter according to the Gemara here. Medina u Medina, the every single each and every province. Lechalek ben Mukafin Choma Mimot Yoshua Binu No Mukabed Choma Mimot Achashverosh. The understanding is they will dis- they will distinguish between walls to the time of Yoshua versus walls to the time of Achashverosh. And ear by ear, and then city of each and every city. Nami also lechalek ben Shushan lesharayerot. That makes another distinction between Shushan and other cities because Shushan is the exception to the rule. Or even though it's not walled in time of Yeshua, it still counts for this halacha. Elo the Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, but going to Rabbi Shua ben Karcha, bishlama midinah midinah lechalek ben Shushan lesharayerot. So I understand that we have to make a distinction between Shushan and other cities. Um, Ella, ir ve'ir, lomayata. But then what does ir ve'ir tell you? Because he doesn't have this extra distinction about Yoshua bin Nun's time versus Achashverosh's time. So, Amalukha Rishon Mekarcha, Rishon Mekarcha could say to you, Ulatana didan minifa. But according to our Talmud, was it so much better? Came into it, like prazi prazi. But once he has Exerashara prazi prazi, which teaches him, Davka, that is sometimes the time of Yoshua bin Nun, midinah midinah lamali. He doesn't need midinah midinah either, because he has, between the time of Achashverosh and the time of Yoshua bin Nun, doesn't come from midinah midinah, and realize that's what we learned the whole thing in the first place. So, Ella, rather, Kra lidrasha hu da'ata, threaded up pasuk, that extra phrase is for a drasha who have been and it's like Rabbi Shubin Levi hu da'ata, that's what it comes, it comes to teach us. What is he teaching us? To am Rabbi Shubin Levi, krach the kol hasamuch lo, the kol hanire imo, nidon kekrach. A city and anything that's close to it, anything that can be seen with it, is judged like the city itself. Okay, so this is an important thing that anything uh, surrounding cities or surrounding areas are just like the city itself. Ad kama, how far would this go? It's like from Chamatan, which is one place, to Tveria. Meal, and that's a meal. Mar says, okay, but lame a meal. So just say it's a meal. A meal is like about a kilometer. Okay, that's like a Roman uh, um, measurement. Um, so why did you say meal? Why are you say mechamat alatoria? He says hakamash malan the shiur the meal kamahav they came mechamat alatoria. So it's also teaching us like how much is a meal? Like if you don't know what the meal is, I'll tell you. It's like hamatan to tzveri. You know how far that is. So now you know what the meal is. So I don't know where hamatan is. So it's not going to help me. But for them, I guess it would be helpful. Okay. So that's the idea. By the way, this is important halacha in terms of like cities, like areas that surround Yerushalayim, even if they're not within the walled city. In the walled area, nonetheless, or at least the original walled area, uh, they also 
uh, observe Shushan Purim. Is this about okay. the original Waldaria? Yes, yes, from the time of Yoshua Ben Korach. I mean, from the time of Yoshua Ben Korach. From the time of Yoshua. Of Yoshua. From the time of Yoshua. Can you actually see, like, the old city? From like or something like that. Um, so places like that, yeah, I love those places. I think yeah, you can. They're, they're surrounding, right? They're surrounding. They're considered to be surrounding. Fraud, I think. Ah, uh, so it's a good question. So a frat's on hills, so you can see. Like when I dive in the morning, you can over we overlook. You can see in the distance the mountains. So I can't see exactly like the Harabaya, but you can see. You know, like all these towers around Harabaya. So you can see the towers on, the, on most clear days. So, uh, so there's a question. So the truth is that Rabbi Riskin thinks that we should observe a second day of Purim in, in Ephrat, at least Misafik, because he's worried about this exact halacha. Yeah, they have two days of Purim. Yeah, he does do that. No one else does. I mean, almost no one does it in Ephrat, but he does, which is a little bit weird that the Rav of the city says to do something in, no one, in this one area. No one listens to him, but Kachaz, that's like the middle. Um, okay? Uh, anyhow, so along this line of Rabbi Yirmiya B'Tema Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba, which is like you know, an unusual sort of sequencing of uh, our tradition, so we'll have a, a couple other statements from the same Rabbi Yirmiya B'Tema Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba. Okay, we'll just do one more line. Rabbi Yirmiya, maybe it was Rabbi Chiyah Bar Abba, said, Minatzpach Tzofim Amarum. Now, Minatzpach, that, that, uh, uh, that acronym um, stands for, anybody know? Minatzpach? Minatzpach. It's not words, it's letters. I guess acronym is the wrong term. Uh, so those letters are all the letters that have sofit. Like there's a mem with a mem sofit, nun nun sofit, etc. So he says that I did it, menatspach, these letters have a, have a sofit, sofim amarum. The sofim are the lookers, one who's going to look, and then Rashi says that means nivim. The nivim said it. The nivim are the ones who established what we call sofiot. Mara says, but tisbara, does that make sense? But it's written in the Torah and by Yikra, Elahamit's vote. These are the mitzvot. What do you mean? These are the mitzvot. And the navi is no longer is not allowed to introduce a new thing from now. Meaning from now on, these are the mitzvot, and there's nothing else. You can't have a navi introduce new mitzvot. That's by the way one of the signs of a false navi, right? A navi sheker is he tries to introduce new mitzvot. The ode. Furthermore, Ha'amar Rav Chista. Rav Chista said, "Mem v'samach shabaluchot." The mem and the samach and the luchot benes hayuomdin. And they stood as a miracle. Meaning what? So number one, the problem is the Nevim aren't allowed to introduce new things. Number two, we have this tradition from Chista that in the original Lucha, which we know were, um, well, according to this tradition, were sort of uh, engraved all the way through. So most letters, when you engrave them all the way through, you still have a connection uh, to the original text. So the stone in the Lucha would still be intact. But a Mem, so feet, Right, it's closed. The same thing with the samach; it's closed. So, what happens to that little, you know, piece of stone in the middle? So he says, "Beneath Hayyomdin," which just hovered there like by a miracle, right? So uh, now, I guess you want to be a, a skeptic. You say, "Oh no, it wasn't a miracle; it was a uh, magnetic forces." Uh, anyhow, so uh, so why, the Gemara. So, why, why do we think that it was carved all the way through? That just that's a, well, it's different interpretations. But it says, "Mizeh umizehem tuvim." It says it's written on both sides. So that's one interpretation: is that it's carved all the way through. It's different interpretations of that, but okay, according to this interpretation, that's the idea. So Gemara answers in Mehavahavu. So the point is, so why is that question? The question is that, that you see that it's already true. You had Memsofit and some, you know, Memsofit already back in the time of uh, in the time of the Kabbalah the Torah. So it's not the Nevi'im. So the Gemara says, yes, in Mehavahavu, yes, it's true, they did exist before. But we didn't know which ones are in the middle of the word and which ones are in the end of the word. Like we call them Mesofits, but you know, it doesn't have to call that. So, Okay, so that's the 
Okay, so the, uh, the Nevi'im came along and they established that the open ones, they're in the middle of the word, and the closed ones, they're at the end of the word. So one, uh, two more lines. So, so, but still, but they can introduce something new. The answer is, it's not that they made it that the, that the closed off ones are the end of the letter, it's that they forgot it. Originally, they knew exactly what it was before, but it was forgotten. And then they came back and they reestablished what was true beforehand. Okay, we'll stop there.